Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. We got your feet up, and let's talk about Inez's question. She said, I would like to know if this particular process is something you're aware of and have tried yourself. I watched a YouTube video that showed the soaking process of the grain, but skipped the dehydrating drying process. She put the soaked grains into the blender, then proceeded to add the sourdough starter and other ingredients. Your thoughts, please, Inez. I love this question. Um, and I'd love to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it today. In the comments, if you're here, let me know if you have heard of the blender batter soaking method. And make sure to include your first name and a thumbs up if you have. You can also give a thumbs up if um, you've tried it. I'd like to know if you've heard of it or if you've tried it. Has anybody here heard of it or tried it? The blender batter soaking method. I'd love to know um, if anybody's on the same page already before I jump in here. So Angie says no. All right. Anybody else? Thank you for answering in the negative, Angie. I know I said give a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> but you can say no, too, like Angie did. Sev says she'd put her feet up, but her boss might not appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's okay with you watching. That's, that's great. So you're at work and tuning in. I love that. So Gardening Diva says I'm listening. It's new to me. Lisa said it's all new to me. Okay. Well, this is going to be exciting. I think you're going to really like it. Um, these kind of recipes, I call them the blender batter method. And I was first introduced to it through Sue Gregg. I don't know if you guys know about Sue Gregg, but many years ago when we got into whole food cooking, even before traditional cooking, we got into whole food cooking, just the idea that we should eat whole foods, not processed foods. And Sue Gregg is a pioneer in um, really whole grain baking. And so and she's a pioneer also because she makes it really, really easy. And a lot of her grain-based recipes are batter blender recipes. So that's where I was first introduced to it. And if you search the internet for blender batter recipes, you'll find unsoaked, you know, just where you blend it up and cook it. In fact, one of the Trim Healthy Mama um, recipes is where you blend rolled oats with cottage cheese and egg whites and you make a high protein kind of low carb pancake but you blend it instantly and cook it well the oats have not been soaked and the reason we soak grains is to make them more nutritious and digestible so when you're surfing the internet and looking for blender uh, batter recipes pay attention to whether it's soaked or not or whether it's sourdough or not or whether the grains are put in and they've been sprouted because soaking sprouting souring in that order are the traditional methods that are effective in reducing anti-nutrients and making grains more digestible and nutritious. And when I say that order, soaking, sprouting, fermenting, um, they're in that order of effectiveness. Soaking is the least effective, it still is effective. Sprouting next, sourdough, the most effective. So 
you know, next time you're thinking about this method and you're on Google or whatever, you know, type in blender batter pancakes, blender batter waffles, blender batter muffins, blender batter breads. And what this is, is you're combining all your ingredients in the blender and whizzing them together. And then that batter then becomes, you bake it or fry it or whatever. But what I want to talk to you today is how to use that blender batter method with soaking, sprouting, or fermenting to make it so it's not instant, but it's traditional in the sense that we use traditional methods to prepare those, the grains, whatever you're using, rice, oats, wheat, kamut, spelt, einkorn, emmer, whatever you're using to make it nutritious and digestible. So everybody on the right page, on the same page with me, um, Maybe you said before you didn't know about it, but now that I've described it, is it ringing any bells? Can you think of any recipes you may have tried where you're combining ingredients in the blender and then you know, frying your pancakes or pouring the batter into muffin tins and baking them? I see lots of hearts flowing. I love that. We're back to peach and green, though. Let's get some purple and pink in there. Um, everybody on the same page? Okay, so I wanted to talk to you. We, ah, you guys, purple, blue, pink, teal. I love it. Red. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk to you now about how to use blender batter methods, but make them um, nutritious and digestible, either through soaking, sprouting, or fermenting. And Lisa, you said, can you explain sprouting? If you could save that for the end, I'll touch on sprouting. So we have the three methods, soaking, sprouting, and sourdough, of preparing grains for digestion. You know what? I'm just going to answer that right now, uh, Lisa. So sprouting is where you... Um, soak whole berries, einkorn, wheat, or whatever, overnight, drain them, and let them sprout. If you put a seed in the ground and it gets moist, it'll sprout, right? Well, you're doing the same thing in your kitchen. And that process converts complex carbohydrates to simple. It um, reduces anti-nutrients, deactivates enzyme inhibitors, and so your sprouted grain is actually more nutritious for you than if it was unsprouted. And so you can take that sprouted grain and you can just... Um, you know, blend it up into like a, a, a mash or a batter and bake it, or you can dehydrate it and then mill it into flour and you have sprouted flour. Okay, Lisa's saying, ah, oh, okay, good. I'm glad that's ringing a bell and making sense. So the blender batter recipes are really fun and they can be very, they're fun because they're easy. Just think about it. You're dumping all these ingredients in a blender, whizzing it, and then baking. How easy could that, how much easier could that be? Well, it's almost nearly it is as easy to use traditional methods. And so I am going to just give you kind of four kind of ways that you might, you might see uh, blender batter recipes with traditional methods of soaking, sprouting, or sourdough, okay? So four scenarios here. First, you can do it with flour. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your flour and you're gonna take a liquid and some acid or a liquid and some sourdough starter and you're gonna whiz it in the blender and then let it stay in the blender overnight and then the next morning or seven to eight hours later you add the rest of the ingredients, oils, eggs, spices, leavenings, whatever, you whiz again and then you proceed with the recipe. So in between mixing the flour with liquid and acid, you have this period of seven to eight hours or overnight where the acid or the sourdough starter works on the flour to prepare it for good digestion and nutrition. Then you proceed with the recipe. So you're just adding a break in there. So you can actually modify um, unsoaked blender batter recipes that are out there on the internet simply by just combining those initial ingredients first, add an acid if it needs it, give it some soaking time, then proceed. So you want soaked or blender batter pancakes, you do it the night before. 
and then let it soak overnight, then you're mixing it in the morning. So that's one scenario where you do flour. The second scenario is similar, where you're actually taking the whole grain, so whole grain or world. So it could be rolled oats or steel cut oats or rice or einkorn or spelt or wheat, you know, gluten-free or with gluten. You're taking the whole grain that has not been ground into flour and you're combining it with liquid and acid and giving it and blending it and giving it a uh, soaking time, seven to eight hours or overnight, and then you proceed with the recipe. That's scenario number two. Scenario number three, remember I was just answering for Lisa earlier, if you sprout your grains ahead of time, um, which is a very simple process, takes a day and a half to two and you rinse a couple times basically. Uh, so it's, it's very little hands-on time, but it does take a couple days for it to sprout itself. Well, you can take that sprouted grain or sprouted, well, let's start with the sp sprouted grain, sprouted whole grains. You can combine that with liquid and all the other ingredients for the recipe in the blender, whiz it all up, and you can proceed immediately because the sprouting took care of the preparation of the grain for good digestion and nutrition. And so you don't have to add a soaking time because that was the sprouting time prior. Um, and so the fourth scenario is the converse of that, where you sprout your grain, you uh, dehydrate it, mill it into flour, and then your sprouted flour becomes part of a blender batter recipe. It's kind of so simple, isn't it? What do you guys think? Are, we, are you following along? Are you getting it? And let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Thank you for all the hearts. I see some people are popping in and out. I hope that doesn't mean you're not having sound or video. I hope you, that means you aren't having sound or video problems. Um, we've got a thumbs up. Thank you. Great. We've got a you are clear. Good. <laughs> Lisa's saying I like it. Okay, good. So Julia says sounds wonderful. Um, We've got a thumbs up, good. Okay, so if you're interested in this, you could search for Sue Gregg's whole grain uh, baking books. They're on Amazon, they're also available at her site, which is suegregg.com, it's S-U-E-G-R-E-G-G.com. There's also all kinds of um, bloggers out there who've tried it and blogged about it, so you could Google blender batter recipes. I do I wanna give you a couple notes um, about that. So. Look for the blender batter recipes. If it's not soaked, do what I was talking about earlier at a soaking stage. It might call for all these ingredients to be blended together. Well, the only ones you need for the soaking that are important for the soaking is the liquid and acid and the grain. Um, and the acid could be sourdough starter, but basically it's a tablespoon per cup of liquid. So if you, it calls for one cup of milk or water or yogurt or kefir or whatever, add a tablespoon of sourdough starter, raw apple cider vinegar, lemon juice with the grain or flour and leave everything else to the end because other ingredients, fats, salt, leavenings, they're not only, well, leavenings will get used up so then they'll be ineffective, especially baking soda, but they can interfere with the soaking process. So if you're finding a recipe on the internet, you're redoing it, just cut it down to the basics that are required for the soaking stage. Um, another thing to look for is, um, I don't know that your regular blender is gonna work very well. I think that um, you know there are some kind of normal blenders that have heavier duty capabilities, 
So you'd want to research whether it's capable of grinding whole grains, for instance. If you're, if you're doing a blender batter with flour, probably a regular blender is going to be okay. But if you're doing with whole grains, you want a heavy-duty blender or a blender that at least has some good reviews on it. People say they're doing that. Now, if you're in the market for a heavy-duty blender, you cannot go wrong with a Blendtec or a Vitamix. And they are workhorses, power horses, so versatile in the kitchen, can do this and so many other things. So tradcookschool.com slash Vitamix, V-I-T-A-M-I-X, or tradcookschool.com slash Blendtec, B-L-E-N-D-T-E-C. Those are awesome machines. And uh, Seva saying they are amazing. Yes, they're awesome. So you're really going to excel at this type of technique if you have a good blender like this. And um, unless you're using flour, a food processor isn't going to work. You can do a food processor if it's a flour-based batter, but if it's a whole grain-based, um, whole grain, like whole rice or oats or wheat or whatever, and in the food processor, it's not going to get it fine enough to have like a batter just like you mix flour and liquids together. Okay, um, so those are some notes if you're doing your own searching. I do want to give you two basic recipes here. These are just basic. You can use them and spring off them. Um, in any direction with flavors and add-ins or whatever. Gardening Diva, would you soak first or blend dry grains first? Um, if you... Both. <laughs> because the thing about blender batter here is that you're combining your flour or your grain with liquid and acid, blending it, and then letting it soak overnight. Make sense? So I'm going to give you two recipes here, basic recipes. By the way, at askwardy.tv... Um, within 24 hours, this recording will be up with these recipes spelled out. So just make a note within 24 hours to go to askwardy.tv and look for episode 005, and then you'll have these recipes I'm about to give you verbally spelled out, okay? And I saw that somebody has a new Vitamix as in, and is enjoying it. Good. And Gardening Diva, good. Yep, you can stop by for the recipes later. Um, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, if you could take a moment and tap the screen with hearts or share this, I would love it, dearly appreciate it. So let's do a basic um, pancake waffle recipe using whole grains. Thank you guys <laughs> for the hearts. Um, so the basic pancake waffle recipe is you have one cup of liquid, which can be any liquid, any milk, non-dairy milk, water, kefir, buttermilk, whatever. A liquid. One cup of that, if it's not already a soured product like kefir or yogurt, you want to add a tablespoon of some acid or sourdough starter. The acid being apple cider vinegar or lemon juice or sourdough starter. Okay, so one cup of liquid, if it's not already soured, also add a tablespoon. You need one cup of grain or a mix of grains, like a really nice combination is half oats and half rice. Um, but anyway, one cup of grains. And you blend that in your um, blender, high-powered blender, and then you let it soak overnight. Then, or seven to eight hours, then it's baking time, right? So you're preheating your griddle or your waffle iron. Um, Sev is saying, would water kefir work? Yes, I believe it would. I believe that would be good. So you're preheating your griddle or waffle iron, and now you're adding to the blender the rest of the ingredients. So an egg and additional liquid so it will circulate. Every grain is gonna be different on you know, the amount of liquid it absorbs, so you start with the one cup, but the next day, you're gonna to have 
you may be adding more so it circulates well, okay, to be a good batter consistency. Um, and you're also going to add a half to one teaspoon of sea salt, depending on taste, quarter teaspoon of baking soda, but you can also, sorry, a half teaspoon of sea salt uh, and a half to one teaspoon of baking soda. Um, vanilla, cinnamon, other spices, if you want a little bit of sweet, you could add a little dry sweetener, a wet sweetener. If you're adding wet sweetener, then realize it's going to make it um, more liquidy. So just know that up front that you may not add as much liquid in the previous stage because you're going to add a liquid sweetener now. And blend. And then you're going to fry as usual. Those are your blender batter waffle pancakes basic recipe. Once again, I'm going to have this at the show notes for you. Ask40.tv, episode 005, within 24 hours. Now here's a basic soaked blender muffins. And where the previous recipe, I gave it to you with a whole grain base, this um, basic soaked blender muffins is an example of a basic recipe where it's a flour base. So whatever flour you're using. And this makes about two dozen muffins, okay? It's a basic recipe. You need three cups of flour and two cups of liquid. So three cups of flour, two cups of liquid. If the liquid, once again, any liquid, any milk, almond milk, coconut milk, real, real milk, um, you know, dairy milk, um, it could be water, it could be kefir, yogurt. If it's not already soured like kefir or yogurt, you want to add... Um, two tablespoons of an acid or sourdough starter because that makes it a sour liquid. And the grain preparation needs sour. Making sense, everybody? So you blend that and then you let it soak overnight or seven to eight hours. Now it's baking time. You're preheating your oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. And to your blender, you're adding your sweetener, which is two thirds cup of maple syrup or honey. And of course, this is to taste. Um, three eggs, two teaspoons baking soda, half teaspoon baking powder, quarter teaspoon sea salt, and a quarter cup of lightly melted coconut oil or butter. And then whatever cinnamon or spices that you want for taste. So ginger's really nice, um, cinnamon's really nice, cloves, a little bit of nutmeg, depending on what kind of flavor you want. And you're gonna blend that into a muffin batter. It's gonna be thicker than the pancake batter. Now at this point, you can do add-ins like chopped nuts or dried fruit or chocolate chips or whatever. Um, and then you're putting it into your muffin cups and baking for 12 to 15 minutes till they're done. And that makes two dozen muffins. So those are two basic blender batter soaking recipes. Um, what do you think? You guys going to try those? It's kind of inspiring me because um, Thanksgiving coming up, we could have a yummy Thanksgiving morning um, breakfast of pancakes or muffins. Gardening Diva saying yum. Good. Okay, so just a reminder, the recipes will be in the show notes, askbordy.tv, look for episode 005, Sev is saying definitely. I did find a couple other recipes on the internet for you that are already include soaking, and so a banana muffins that use whole grain, Shelly says sounds wonderful, good, and pumpkin pancakes using flour. So at the notes for this, within 24 hours, I'll have those two links for you. So those are tried and true recipes. Ashley, is this beneficial for a non-grain flour like coconut or banana flour? Um, I don't believe that. I don't know about banana flour, um, but I don't. I don't. I don't think with coconut flour that you need to do that. Coconut flour needs to sit a little bit just to absorb liquid, but it doesn't need soaking to prepare for digestion because it's not a grain. It's just, you know, coconut's good. 
So the last thing I wanted to say was actually to tell you all, Happy Thanksgiving. And I have a picture for you. Not what we say about our blessings, but how we use them is the true measure of our Thanksgiving. I love that quote. Isn't it true? I mean, we have so many blessings, we need to use them. And using them is the way for us to tell God that we truly are thankful. I mean, we can be thankful in our words. We can, be, we can confirm our thanksgiving with our actions. Thank you all. God bless you. And happy thanksgiving. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.